Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The winner of Big Brother 2020. This is the hardest decision I've ever had to make. My heart belongs with someone else. You come to my beach, eh? Your game's done. Welcome to another episode of Reality Is. Now, here's your hosts, Liz and Shane. Hey, Liz, how was your pee? Oh, stop it. Welcome to Reality Is. I am Liz Cantor, the winner of The Mole and Livingstone Botswana. Hi, and I'm Shane Vincent, uh, Big Brother 2020, a loser extraordinaire and also loser on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Babe, stop being so hard on yourself. You just need to do another reality TV show and step it up at least one more week yeah, on the right. show. You came in as an intruder on Big Brother. That is hard. And you survived COVID. Yes, I did. Thank I've you for that. I've got to support you. Thank you. We're a team. <laughs> hey, talking about we's, because I just had to run and do one because I'm nervous because of who we're interviewing today because I am a massive fangirl, but I legit have this issue where whenever I feel nervous, hopefully one of my listeners out there agrees with this, I have to do a we, and it was really difficult during the productions of both The Mole and Livingstone Botswana because when you have to do a physical challenge, and I'm talking extreme challenges on The Mole, like bungee jumping, you can't do that feeling like you get a wee. So I had to <laughs> empty my bladder, get rid of the nerves and do these challenges. So when we were in Africa, Botswana, we had this challenge on a massive salt plane. And as far as the eye could see in all directions, it's an oasis of salt plane. You can't see, there's not a single tree anywhere. Do a wee. So before the challenge started, I had to get the whole production and the director of the production. And I think this, this was challenge one too. This is my introduction to all the crew. Can everyone please look north? One of the contestants being Liz has to do a wee. So I had to wait till all the African guards all the Norwegian production crew were looking in one direction and I had to go and walk behind them on this salt plane with no cover, pull my pants down and do a wee behind them. It was so mortifying. Do you oh have any stories God. like that on Big Brother? I've got a question for us. Does this, did you get known as the wee girl that had to pee before every challenge? I was already the wee girl on the mall. I'm not even joking. People would roll their eyes when the challenge is about to start. They thought it was a tactic of mine because I'd stop production and be like, okay, I'm fine to do this uh, paintball exercise bet. Where's the toilet? I've just got to go do a wee first. Yeah. So I'm shocking. Oh, my God. Do you want to know another wee story that's TV related? Yes. Uh, we are losing our 
our listeners. Okay, so last week I had a Queensland Weekender story that I had to shoot on the Merry Valley Rattler in Namble. Mm-hmm. It's an old steam train. I'm in the front of the steam train with the driver shoveling coal, really giving it to him. So hot in the steam room of an old Rattler train. I finish... I scull a water, I scull a ginger beer, I leave Nambour to drive back to the Gold Coast where I live. Cruising down the Bruce Highway, there is a crash. Traffic is backed up as far as the eye can see. So you look forward, cars for as long as you can see. You look backwards, cars for as long as you can see. I can't believe I'm sharing this with you. Thank God. Thank God it's only episode two and no one's, or three, (laughs) no one's listening to this podcast yet. So I'm on the Bruce Highway. There's nowhere to go and I have to do a wee and the traffic's at a standstill. There's no trees on the side of the highway. There's just a big ditch. I can't get out of the car and do a tree wee. I can't move the car. <laughs> so I think to myself, what the hell am I going to do? I can't hold on anymore. I scald a whole bottle of water, a litre bottle of water and a ginger beer and I look around me and I've got the ginger beer bottle in my car. Wow. Can you tell where this is going? I know exactly where this is going. Have you ever had to do this before? Pee in a bottle? Yeah. (laughs) I'd have better aim than probably you, I reckon. Well, but have you ever had to pee in a bottle before? No, because boys are easy. We can just whip it out. But everyone would see that because there's cars stopped in front of you and cars stopped behind you and there's nowhere to go. Would you just jump out and in front of 100 cars do a pee? I think think I'd run and and, and just go on a tree because I can- I don't think you understand the Bruce Highway in this situation. (laughs) There was nowhere to run. Anyway, I'm going to lose my Suzuki sponsorship here, but (laughs) I move my car seat backwards, my driver's seat. I get the ginger beer bottle. I'm like, this is heavy, but I'm going to wet myself. I've had two kids. I line up the ginger beer bottle. I can't believe I'm doing this. I start doing it and I have this moment of, holy crap, this works. (laughs) Like, this is, thank God. But I keep peeing and do you know how much? He can come out. The ginger beer bottle fills. Oh, no. I can't cut off. No, you can't. We're ending the story there. But anyway, thank God you can pull out a car mat and wash it. Oh, wow. You just can't stop yourself peeing once you started. Suzuki, we for life. (laughs) Yeah. Shane, it was so heavy. I reckon Suzuki will sponsor that. Suzuki, we for life. Liz Cantor jumping out with ginger beer pee bottle full. God, never (laughs) try to pee in a bottle. I don't even know where I heard that idea from, but it does not work. FYI. Anyway, on to our game of the day because I know how much we both love a good game. I love a good game. This game is called Guess How Many Followers These Insta Stars Have. Oh, wow. This is a good game. They're all ex-reality TV contestants. Okay. I kind of like the idea of seeing how someone on The Bachelor compares to someone on Married at First Sight, compares to someone on The Amazing Race, compares to someone on MasterChef, how many Instagram followers they can attract, and then how they can leverage a career following their time on the show. So let's start with... All right. Oh, this is throwing it back. The Amazing Race winner, Brennan Swain. He was Amazing Race Season 1, won the show. Mm -hmm. Brennan, how many Instagram followers? followers do you think he has? He won the show? Won the show. I reckon, I don't know, 100,000? Would that be right in saying something like that, you reckon? Thereabouts? He has 6,418. Wow. 
So I guess he was a bit before the time of social media. Oh, yeah, social media, that's right. But not really. I mean, social media, Instagram didn't even exist when I was on the mall. Yeah, I'm right. thankful for that, even well, though it's I, probably compromised me some dollars. Yeah, yeah. I, well, Instagram was when I got it. And I, I got like seven friends out of it. I was stoked. <laughs> and that's why we're doing this podcast. Please, people, can you give them like three more friends? Yeah, okay, so Amazing Race winner, 6,000 followers. Liz Jelly on the 2020 season of Farm wants a wife um, the Tasmanian farmers 20, one of her wives 3,313 wow. there you go let's go with Jules who was on Married at First Sight mm-hmm. congratulations she has just had a baby yeah I'm looking at producer Brad because he's a bit sceptical of these shows and whether they're actually you know there for the right reasons she not only has stayed with the husband she married at first sight but they've just had a beautiful little baby. So congratulations to them. Yay for love. <laughs> How many followers does Jules have? Well, now that she's had a baby, I think she would have like gassed it up to at least 50,000. 336,000 wow. followers. Jeez. Reggie Bird, winner of Big Brother. Reggie, you'd have, you know, and was that pre like Instagram when she won? Maybe I don't remember. Okay, I'm just going to go with 30,000. 2,700. Wow. Fo Ling Yu, winner of MasterChef. Following did me. I, did, I say, did I say your name right? Did you say following me? Fo Ling Yu. No, I'm following you. Stop it. Are you following me? <laughs> no, I'm not. How many you followers You should be following me because I've got seven people following me. <laughs> oh, I am following you, I promise. Thank you. Anyway, play the game. All right. Um, I've actually never heard of us, so 10,000. 255,000 wow. people are passionate about cooking. She okay, must, I'm only going to give you two more. She must be a good I'm cook. cutting my list down. Let's go with. No, I'm going to give you three more. All right. Australian Idol, Rob Mills, or Shannon Knoll. Guess one of them, and I'll tell you their followers. All right. Robbie Mills. Robbie he, Mills. He's done heaps of like musicals and stuff, so I reckon he's got to have at least a couple hundred thousand, you'd think, wouldn't you? 73,000. Wow, surprising. Yeah. Stella Perry, season 2020 of The Voice. 80,000? 18,000. Wow. So less than Rob Mills. But get this, Sam Frost, winner? Yeah. Well, she wasn't. She was the Bachelorette. Yeah. And she was the runner-up of The Bachelor. Yeah. How many followers does Sam Frost have? I reckon Sam Frost, because I've heard of Sam Frost, so I think, uh, and I'm old, uh, I reckon 200,000. 557,000. Wow. Over half a million followers, and that is the power of the Bachelorette franchise. Wow. Isn't that insane? It's massive, isn't it? And from that, she pretty much has built a career. Yeah, which is absolutely incredible. There you go. That's uh, that's surprising. I was surprised with all those numbers. To tell you the truth, I was a bit uh, a bit shocked by some of them. Love a good game. Love a good game. Ding dong. Who's that? F- follow me again. Following <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, moving on. In reality TV news headlines, I was lucky enough to go to the Channel 7 upfronts this week. Big news. Channel 7 has now brought the rights to The Voice. So The Voice has shifted from Channel 9 over to Channel 7. Not only that, they've bought Australian Idol. Australian Idol comes back in 2021 on Channel 7. Am I missing something or is it weird that they got The Voice and Australian Idol? Who's going to do the presenting? It can't surely be Sonia Kruger. Sonia's doing everything. That's why they paid her for... They need need a new voice. Maybe uh, Liz and Shane present... 
The Australian Idol. Yeah, we have 7,000 followers on yeah. our Instagram accounts. <laughs> Pick us. <laughs> Oi, can you please follow us? <laughs> so I can't work out what the motivation behind this programming is. Do they just want to saturate the market by ownership of The Voice and Australian Idol? Because aren't they competing shows? Why, why buy both two shows in the exact same format to show in the exact same year? I think it's different marketing and different stages of the year as well. I found that they do do this throughout the year, not always in the same channel, but they do format different reality shows around different times of the year. So maybe they're doing The Voice at the start, Australian Idol at the end, maybe to bring in The Fro, maybe they're bringing back Guy Sebastian. Maybe. They've also got X Factor. So very interesting. They're clearly trying to target a younger audience on Channel 7. They've thrown away Sunday Night, which was one of my favourite programs, and they've now got The Voice, Australian Idol and X Factor back in 2021. Not only that, they're also bringing back Beauty and the Geek on TV. Right. Uh, which is, so we might have to grab someone that auditioned for Beauty Monk's and the still Geek. still hosting that? Who knows? I'd like to get her on. That would be good. And then SAS Australia what? is just smashing ratings. I like SAS. I've been watching that. I'd like to go on it. I think I'm going to have a crack at that if they let me. See, you'd need to do something more controversial. Yeah. I might, uh, I might think about it. I know. I might go on a cooking show. Get a vasectomy. Oh, yeah. And film it. Yep. And put it on social media. I didn't have to film it because it was already in the paper after I got it done last Wednesday. <laughs> I saw it. That's why I said. <laughs> Splashed all over the Daily Mail. Oh, uh, well, you know, my balls are big in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about big balls, let's get into today's chat. All right. This guy is an absolute legend. He captured Australia's hearts like no other reality TV personality has before. I don't remember having such a lovable character grace the screens of TV and getting the Australian public backing him in every step of the way. The king of the jungle, Mr. Luke Tukey. Now Luke's a father of three, was a fly-in fly-out worker who resides in the wild, wild west of WA. He wears his emotions on his sleeve when it comes to his family, which are his heart. He auditioned for Survivor for his family. The Australian public saw this and even started a GoFundMe page for Luke to help out with his family, especially his little girl who has cystic fibrosis. He also has two boys who have autism. But with the support of his wife Mary, they make a great team and it works wonderfully. This man has had so many ups and downs, but always has the signature smile from ear to ear radiating positivity. It's a pleasure to have him on Reality Is, the king of the jungle, Mr. Luke Tukey. When there's 500,000 on offer, I want to buy my wife a nice dress, the kids some shoes, and then I'll probably put the rest on red at the casino. Uh, You're a father of three, like myself, uh, so you're not used to sleep anyway, so you'll be fine. It's 8.45 here, which is the earliest we've done one of these podcasts, so let's just take a moment to shake off kidney drop-off and become present (laughs) in this podcast. I'm going to tell you this little story. So we were were going to be chatting to somebody else, and that time fell through last week. So on the off chance, I thought, oh, you know, I mean, imagine if we could get Luke Tocky, but how would we contact him I was like I can't be like I just don't have the time right now to ring through management and I'm just gonna like suss out his Instagram page and so I look at your Instagram page I hit contact to see if I can get an email address and it says phone number I'm sorry I'm throwing you in the deep end here because you're probably gonna get all our thousands of listeners now calling you through Instagram no I I I I like, okay, I'm not the best at Instagram, you know what I mean? Like, but I, so I'm getting random fucking calls and messages from people all around the world. And, you didn't know your phone number was there? Like, yeah, I still don't know how to take it off. I've looked like multiple times. 
It's been a discussion that we've had uh, between me and my wife, and I'm like, how the fuck do I get rid of this thing? You know, like, it's killing me. Oh, my and gosh. I and I still can't. I could not believe it. On your Instagram page, go to contact. I'm expecting to get chick management. And Luke yeah. took his mobile number. Okay, this is going to go straight to his manager. So I'm all prepared yeah. to speak to your manager. It's ringing. I'm driving down a busy road. And then it goes to your voice. And I got such a shock. I pressed hung up and had to pull the car over. And I was, oh my God, I just spoke to Luke Dockey. I mean, it wasn't you, but it was your answering. So I, I rang these guys. I'm like, no freaking way. I've got his phone number. Let me interject here for a second. Old fangirl over here was like, I've interviewed Richard Branson, all these people. And I and I, I, I got so nervous. I didn't know what to do. And then she goes, you've got to ring him, Shane. <laughs> I don't want to big name myself. I've spoken to Jerry Halliwell, a Spice Girl. <laughs> and hearing your voice made me absolutely pack my dash and have to pull the car over. Oh, so I think well, that's that's the power. Yeah. That's the power of Survivor. Mate, I loved you so uh, much on the show and I can drop the L word uh, because my husband you. did too. He'd back me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. Earlier, um, we're not meant to be talking about the show. We're actually meant to be talking about before the show and the casting. But um, earlier in the show, oh, okay. we discussed that with Survivor, you do need to come, like, go in with a bit of game plan and I think what I loved about you is you played my game like I would have been why hadn't anyone yeah. thought about building a bloody trench and hiding in it before or yeah. you know yeah well there was there was actually someone in America ah. that had done it before and he and 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 like so I um looked at he, like because I'd, I'd watched it when I was younger but when I was anyways later on um he he had done it and um, when I watched everyone's game like he's just crazy and he ends up being the best the, the only two-time winner right. ever yeah. well no well for a male for a male there was a woman girl but he he ended up winning twice and that's he's like the guy that i've like thought was the man so i ended up kind of i wouldn't say copy but i like it's not it's, it's not easy yeah. you know like to actually pull that thing off it took me 40 days or something <laughs> crazy you know <laughs> it was brilliant this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, Luke, let's go back to the beginning. How did you find out about the casting and what were your thoughts? I mean, we usually ask, why did you want to cast? But it's a no-brainer with Survivor. You're obviously a fan of the game. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, um, I've i never, like, can imagine throughout your whole life, through school and through everything, people have actually come up to me and gone, bro, you should you should apply for, like, reality TV, like, you know? And, and I was, because obviously we just talk shit at work, we talk <laughs> shit at school. You know, and just constantly having fun all the time. And I never did and because um, it just never really, like, the opportunity never arose or, you know, whatever. And, um, yeah, and I'd just seen the survivor. I was like, oh, you know, I'm like 28 or whatever, you know what I mean? I've got the kids and I'm like, maybe, you know, this could be my run, you know. This could be it. And I actually never thought in the wildest dreams that I actually would get on still, you know, because it's like you buy a lotto ticket, you, you buy it. <laughs> But tell me, you go home and sit on the couch thinking, oh, this is it. This is the one. <laughs> you, know, you buy it, you put it in your pocket, you go check it, go, oh, another loss, you know? Um, My husband is uh, always so when convinced I actually, he's one. Oh, really? Oh, mate, I'm convinced every <laughs> week. I'm pretty sure that. Because, <laughs> like, you know, Liz does the lotto, <laughs> hey. Like, does the lotto. Oh, no. Like, yeah, so Liz does the Australian oh, lotto. Oh, so when, when the 60 oh, million. Yeah, on Channel 7. You know, the $100 million Powerball. Oh, Wednesday night lotto, you better be watching this week yeah now you'll recognize it now you're gonna watch it i'll try and do better but that's not the scratch it that's the actual lotto draw i always convinced her i thought i won the 60 million until she came in the next morning and told me someone else won it shit i won't take i won't check me okay so castings aren't always easy to get to you just mentioned you've got family you had a job how did you juggle it what was the first form did you have to submit a video or do you actually have to go to a cattle call um so the first one was is in you you press the apply button and then next and it comes up with like no joke probably like three hours of like questions you know and i'm sitting there like so i only did like a quarter of it then i stopped and then i did a bit more and then it was like finally i finished this thing you know and then then it was like they wanted a a three-minute video and i was like you know and i hate like say for instance i do a lot of um you know when you do ambassador stuff and they'll go i want you to promote something and like you know i'm already busy with the kids and everything i'm like I'm not even going to put effort into this. So I just set the phone up and I just said, hey, my name's Luke, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even do anything crazy. Like I legit just set it up and just said, hey, da, 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 talked a little bit. And then I got a call, said, you know, we're going to Skype you. And I was like, sweet. And then I happened to be away at work, did the Skype call. You know, we, you know, it's always chemistry between if you can talk to someone and it's not just super awkward and you don't leave that chat going, yeah, like he's, yeah, he's, he probably like, he's got mental issues or something, you know. But um, anyways, after that call, 
hardcore is uh they pretty much like later on oh, auditions happen they voted me out so we did an audition and then they had two like say 30 people in a room two teams of 15 and then the two teams of 15 then we lost our challenge and then the 15 people voted me out in the room and i was like Oh, what? Well, I, I thought, well, that was me. Like, I'll see you later. <laughs> they told the whole room to leave and they kept me. Stop. And I was, wow. Yeah. So I was like, what? So I thought, there's no, like, how can I do so shit in the auditions and then win at the end? And then, um. Do you know what's blowing my mind right food. now? So in the audition, they set up a survivor scenario with challenge and elimination. Yep. And eliminations. And it was funny because if you're in the, say, if we had actually won that challenge, we didn't even have to go to tribal, but we lost the challenge. And then everyone got together and voted me out. Like, you know, so I was like, But but think about the game, Luke. That means you are the best player. You're the biggest threat because you vote out the biggest threat. And that's why the casting directors were like, bingo, we've got him. He's the biggest threat. Yeah, well, yeah, a little bit, yeah. And then I, but I actually thought because I was the shittest. (laughs) (laughs) So, all up, how long was the process from woe to go when you first clicked apply? So, there was the online application, the chat, the day. Far out, nearly three months. And then, how's this, right? So, then uh, it was about three months. And then, um, so I did the Skypes, I did the auditions, I did the second audition, which was the one on one with the, um, so. Like we got kept behind and said, look, we want you back the next day. And then you do the one-on-one with all the juices. And um, then you leave there still not knowing if you're in, you know, but I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm feeling pretty good because now I'm doing the one-on-ones, you know, like, and then I went away and then they finally said, yeah, we want you. And then I put it through to work um and uh, with the timing and stuff and I couldn't get it off. So I told them I can't go and I cancelled. Yeah, so I pulled out on it and they're like, Oi, listen, we really want you. Like, and I was like, and so I called it off for like, I told them no probably about two or three times. And then they're like, give it a week, try to get it off. And I was like, and then all the boys that were, I had no, actually told one one of the fellas because I kept it on the download. And he's like, brother, you got to do this. And I was like, I can't, you know? And then anyways, he kept calling me a little bitch, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And then then eventually I ended up um, ringing work because I was transitioning and gave them the full rundown and they were like, look, we'll give you this four months off. And I was like, what? And then obviously, then I finally told my missus. I told her like a little bit earlier. (laughs) I mean, thank you (laughs) on behalf of Australia to Luke's boss for letting you have that time off. I actually, when I was cast on the mall, I went back to work and asked for the time off and they said no, so I quit my job. It was the only time in my life I've ever quit a job. It goes against like my work ethic, but there was something in my gut that just said, you know what, you got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, how good is the opportunities that come uh, from, you know, sometimes just put yourself out there, you know? You can get, you obviously get the bad, like, people ringing me out the blue because I can't take my phone <laughs> off the Instagram. <laughs> nah, Thank nah, God for nah, us. You know, you, <laughs> you really just, um, you know, it's just, like, changed my life unbelievably. And it's like, you know, I said no, you know? I said no because um, that nine to five or 
it really wasn't that. It's six to six, you know, I'm doing 12-hour days, but it was like, you know, I've got the kids to provide for. i got I got the family to provide for. i got like, um, you know, like you got you build up annual leave, you know, like it's just like for, for the boss and for work to actually uh, sort me out and make sure that I could do it. Yeah, it all, it all, it really was just, uh, and even the second season was the same. You know, I had the baby at home. Um, you know, just get out of hospital. Like I've only just managed to get enough annual leave for work because if I don't have it, they're not going to give it to me off. Like it's just, there's no ifs, buts. I'd probably have to quit, you know? And and it's so hard to quit because that's my security for my life, you know? You're and providing for a family. Quit, then I potentially have to start from the bottom again, you know? And I've been starting, I started at the bottom a long time ago. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I feel like it would take me a while to get back to that uh, position, you know. You had a similar experience, Shane, with Big Brother of yeah. having to think about, you know, you've just had a baby yourself. Yeah, so I've got, uh, I'm, I'm the same situation as you, Luke. I've got two boys and a little baby girl as well. So, oh, yeah, um, yeah. so I just got out of Big Brother this year and I had to go, and yeah. you know what it's like trying to provide or trying to get people all in order to take care of your kids while you're going away for oh, an, uns- yeah. an unspecified time, you know. You need to get whoever family support or friend support you can get to do pickups help your wife you know all that sort of stuff and it's a it's a big sort of commitment not from just you but for all your support package around you to help out with your family while you're away and me as well going away and going through this reality tv crazy thing it's out of control I expected to come back and my wife be bald for pulling her hair out. You know what I mean? So, I'm so yeah. glad you get that because, I mean, the real winner here is your wife. The and wi- I say that sarcastically. Yeah. Tough job. Hey, let's yeah. go back to the casting. Oh, round of applause for the wives of Australia. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thousands, thousands of people apply for Survivor. When you turned up for the yeah. casting, did you realise how competitive it was going to be? I mean, what were you wearing? What did you have for breakfast that day? Did you avoid anything? Oh. Like, I have to avoid coffee before I get nervous because yeah. otherwise I speak really fast, really fast yeah. and can't think straight. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, you steal your drugs, you know what I mean? <laughs> but the, the idea is I actually believe that I kind of, I, I, I suppose I, I'll wear dickies, like high socks, like uh, the backwards cap, you know, and I'm and I'm like the 25-year-old street kid that I uh, kind of, I've always said that, you know, I, I always do whatever the hell I want to do. And that showed in the game, like you can't tell me what um, the plan is. I'll go and do my own plan, you know. And at the same time, they put me on a team with a an accountant, which was 65 years old. He works in um, Canberra as a um for the government or something he's um he's really high up and he obviously is the boss and tells everyone to do so you've got a 60 year old man that like doesn't listen to anyone and then you got the street kid and i feel like they just found like that's you got two they're gonna clash let's put them on the same team you know and i felt like that's how they um they cast and that's why that cast for that season is rated one of the best in the world because they thought we were going to cast um, bad and we we're going to argue. But it was funny because we got along like on a house on fire. And it's like, it just shows that it doesn't matter if you're, you know, the CEO of, um, you know, Netflix, then you've got a 18 year old kid that's, you know, been living out of home since he's 12. You can get along, you know, as long as you both have, like I suppose a good personality I guess or like you some sort of gel or meeting ground and ours was humor like we were laughing all the time humor but you could also tell there was respect there and I think respect 
yeah, when you respect yeah. someone, you really do gel. It doesn't matter if you're completely different people. If there's respect, yeah, it works. Yeah, and, and it was from um, hard work, like, you know, because when you're out there, you notice who's not picking. He hated the people that were lazy, that wouldn't pick up sticks and wouldn't go out there and try to make the shelter better or just would, you'd sit over there and they'd be eating their toenails or something. He'd be like, what the, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Absolutely. You know, where I was always like, um, you know, by the disguise of work, which I was working on, because I always, I, I like caring for people. So I like, um, uh, so making the shelter better so everyone could actually feel like they're not soaking wet all night or warm or um, the fire's going or, you know, I was always doing stuff. But at the same time, I'm looking for idols and the same time I'm building my lights at the same time. But that's where we kind of, you know, he's seen that, people seen that. So it's kind of, I think when, that's why I say with casting, casting is if you're the stay at home mum, that that's all you've been at life. Well, that's like, you still have value to the casting agency because there could be someone that hates stay at home mums. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, we're going to put them together, you know? <laughs> We've like said that so many has, times. Be you. Yeah. And, and, because yeah. you probably are so a reflection what. of someone else that's a viewer out there watching that wants to see themselves in reality TV. Yeah. Be it a stay-at-home mum. Yeah. Be it a 25-year-old street yeah. kid. Be it a successful yeah. CEO. But exactly. Yeah. Something else that we have talked about previously about the actual casting experience is usually the people that get onto the show seem to have something about them that's very memorable without it actually being their name. And you kind of summed it up. Like, for instance, for me, I feel like I was wearing this solid green T-shirt and no one else in the room was just wearing solid green. So I was like the chick in the green T-shirt. But the fact you went in and yeah. you didn't dress as something you weren't or try to overthink it, but you were the 25-year-old street kid. So when they're talking later yeah. and they can't remember your name, Luke, because they've met 100,000 people, they go, you remember that yeah. guy that looked like the street kid with his hat backwards? Like it's just, there's yeah. always just something yeah. memorable. Um, something. So yeah. when you did get the phone call from the producers that you had been cast, yeah. who was the first person you told? And what did you feel? Ooh. How was that moment? Well, I, I think I went and told one of the boys at work, the one that I'd been kind of discussing, like he's just been, you know, when you just, you've got that one person at work that's your rock. Like yours would probably be the cameraman or something. <laughs> no, nah, just joking. You just sitting beside each other. No, but you know what I mean. Like as in you have that one guy and that was my guy at work and I just, I think I floated to him and then I rang my wife. But then obviously, you know, I ended up cancelling and then I ended up Make it work. So it, uh, yeah, you have to get that sh stuff off your chest. And, you know, it's, they say it's super, you know, because it's building up a show. You can ruin your chance if it gets out there that you're a contestant before it's even airing. So you, you want to know the person you tell them. Uh, can hold a secret, I yeah. guess. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of confidentiality yeah. agreements Those and contracts. Non-disclosures. Non Non-disclosures, that's non what they're called. NDAs. You've done it more recently. Oh, you, uh, NDAs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I wouldn't tell Daily Mail as your first person. <laughs> um, were you paid anything during the experience? For people who are applying, can they expect to get a, a live-away allowance, some kind of income? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's it's paid on a day rate. So roughly, say, for instance, if you were probably earning, I'd say, minimum wage or, or some sort of like um, – 
you know, like 600 bucks a week or 500 bucks a week or 450. I can't remember exactly, but it's like, they, they like to know that at least, you know, if you, if you have left a house and you've got to still pay rent and you've still got to pay your Netflix account, you've still got to pay your, uh, <laughs> the priorities, priorities. <laughs> priorities. <laughs> unless you've canceled Netflix, you know, but uh, it's like yeah, all those little priorities, you know? So I think that that's, um, yeah, you, you know, they don't want you to go fresh cat, like, you know, going in the negative. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> when you were speaking with the producers coming down to the final end of yeah. the casting, are there any memorable questions that really imprinted on you? Was there anything unique that they asked or things that caught you off guard that you went home and oh, analysed was- later? <laughs> you feel like you are like you kill an interview like you just like yeah i smashed that one out of the park well i feel like i was doing that when i was doing the one-on-one with the ceos and and then um one of them um like really good friends now and then she uh she asked me oh what what's like a memorable story that you know can you think of just a story off quickly that um you know that is uh funny or something and i was like oh yeah all right no worries so i just thought of one really quickly and i went camping like my mate so my mate legit he goes i'm gonna take you to my secret spot it's it's like up on the hills um in the middle of like um uh or it's up near like carnarvon up near uh, up the top of wa anyways and we go there and um, I take a uh, I take a big 44 gallon drum of um, to put some wood in there, and I pour uh, wood in there, and I put some fuel in there, and to light it up. And he's like, and it light up, but it went down. And then obviously, then um, I was like, oh, should I put some more fuel on it? And he's like, nah, nah, nah. And I'm like. Nah, it'll be, it'll be sick, bro. Put some more fuel on it. Light up hell. <laughs> Anyways, he's like, no, no, no. And then I did it and I forgot that like the fire can go from the, the fire up <laughs> into the fuel can. <laughs> so it caught the fuel can, which is like a five litre thing of petrol on fire. And then I've looked at him, I'm like, because he told me not to do it. <laughs> and then I threw it up in the bush. And it, anyways, it lit the whole bush on fire because it's wow. like a fireball now. Yeah. And then with a whole, his whole secret spot that he told me is now on fire after five minutes of me <laughs> being there. Anyways, and I told him that and I thought I'd get a hell laugh and everyone was like, should we can put this guy on the island or what? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this is the story that got you cast? Right. Okay. Brilliant story. My next question, is there any behind-the-scenes secrets that you'd like to share with yeah. us? Did you nearly die at any time on this show, Luke? Because both reality TV shows I was on, I nearly died on both of them. I've already oh. shared in another episode oh. how I nearly died on the mole, legit, and I yeah. haven't told anyone. Yeah. I was on um, an international reality TV show called Livingstone, and it was in Africa. It was a survival oh. show with couples. Yeah. And I had this yeah, I moment can. where I nearly died. We woke, we were arrived in a new camp we were setting up there was we were getting all the camp ready and this elephant came over a hill and was meters from me and I looked at it and we'd we trained before going into Africa to be prepared for these yeah. moments and it was yeah. on its own so I thought oh my god juvenile male and I looked for yeah. my Botswana guard because we did have an armed guard with us and he went like this, okay. drop. So I remembered everything. So I dropped to my knees. There's this wild elephant meters from me. I look at it. I see it's 
start to pour the ground. Oh, wow. That's the first sign they told me about an elephant before they charge. I see it start to flap its ears and get bigger. And I'm like, holy shit, there's the second sign they told me about before an elephant's about to charge. And I felt every part of its being. And then I'm like, okay, avoid eye contact, crouch down low, show you no threat. I just, I did, I was very proud of myself at how calm I stayed. Here it goes. It's going to charge. And then my Botswana guard just stepped forward and did two massive loud claps like, And the elephant, I never realised, has very sensitive hearing. And that was just enough for it to go, okay, this girl has dropped low. There's someone in the background that's made a noise I don't like. I'm just going to let this one go. And he walked off. But it was so intense. None of that happened on camera. But for me, that was such an incredible life experience. Anything like that on Survivor for you? All right, wait. Let's go back to that story. Scenario (laughs) two, right? Scenario two. You lay down. And it comes over and it just sits on you and kills you. <laughs> Would you go, oh, I knew I should have run. I knew it. I knew I should have Oh, well, I knew the Botswana guard was there with his gun. So I did kind of have that sense of like, I'm, I do have someone protecting me, but I was so impressed. I think the guy I spoke to about him, about it afterwards. Oh God, I've like gone kind of shaky because yeah. it really yeah. was a petrifying yeah, moment. Yeah. Wow. So even thinking about it now is making me yeah. have a physical response. But when I spoke to him and he said that was a close one and we were agreeing and he had limited English, he said to me, in all my life, we've always been taught not to use your guns, like to always try and do yeah. something, like to communicate with these animals in a different way first. And the clapping was enough. Yeah. Like, So he said he has never actually used his gun except for one situation where he was leading some people through the bush and they stumbled into a kill zone. So they walked through some bushes and all of a sudden and they were yeah. with a lion and cubs feeding. Oh, yeah. And there was oh, no way we're yeah. getting out of that. So yeah. that, like, yeah, in all bat, his yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the worst thing, eh? Just like, oh, just pull back a tree and seeing that. You're like, oh, oh shit. Someone took a wrong turn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you, any near-death experiences? Um, I think the first season, it, there was a, we were on the edge of a cyclone and it was so bad that we um, – like people were getting hypothermia and, and, and like nearly losing consciousness. People were sh- completely like violently shaking. Um, and then like even Jericho and I was like, I was trying to put him in a hole and lay on top of him to keep him warm. And when you, it's nighttime, it's pitch black. There's no moon out. It's like you, you're sitting a, a meter away from someone. I physically can't see their face, you know, cause it's so dark. It's not like their light. And had, we had to do like three days and there was one particular night where it was like, 12 hours of just straight rain and not being dry and I think that was that was the first season that was like welcome to survivor and we actually became like penguins so you sit there and you huddle and the people on the outside will get cold because they're copping the wind and stuff and then when they start shaking you push that person into the middle of the group and then the outside people have to cop it and no joke we do it like that for a good eight hours eight nine hours during the night you know and that was just like even they came out and they're like look we like we understand like last night was bad but this is survivor you know you have to suck it up yeah that's so heavy so we had a night where a dust storm uh, hit cameras yeah, but they're not even ditto. talk to you so nighttime cameras they just sit there and and you can and you know what their cameras don't even show off any light so it's just like you know you don't see you don't they don't it's not like a little torch where you can like oh i can see where i'm walking or you hear someone go ah ah <laughs> like you know they kick their legs or whatever one dude he went to go like um go like go to the toilet and he got lost 
And all of a sudden, we were all laying there, like, held close together, and, and we could hear this, ah, ah, and we're like, what is that noise? And he was, like, in the bush going, help, help. <laughs> well, you're allowed to walk off by yourself, one person, but in two, you're not allowed to walk off in pairs. Why uh, is that? Unless you've got a camera on you. Oh, Unless you've got a camera on you. Because, okay. That yeah, makes if sense. two people walk off, they could be talking about Tactics. the game, strategy, whatever, and they want to make sure every single part is caught on TV. You guys or had on extreme, camera. Like you had extreme. So they you both had extreme. Like, yeah. Extreme, like well, reality TV sort oh, of situations. I still feel like Africa's would be like, uh, that's a different beast. Yeah. Like, Africa's got those, like, you can't predict wild animals. Like, Okay, you deal with a bit of the weather, you know, in in other countries or whatever. But like, as an elephant rolling up on you, <laughs> that could kill everybody. My, my bed was a little bit springy in the Big Brother house, oh, so and my pillow wasn't great. So I just can't let you guys know that. No bed here. And one of the nights we had this raging windstorm, and it was like someone had a bucket of dirt and was shaking it on my head all night. I like was closing my eyes and closing my mouth and having to breathe through my T-shirt. And I was like, this isn't fun. Like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Like, what the hell? But it's interesting what you say about the animals because for me, as high risk as they were, that's why I did the show, to have that experience. It was money yeah, can't buy course, to live yeah. with those animals. Yeah. Oh, it's always going to be up there, you know, and, and um, like your, your memories of it, you know, that that spring, like I'm sure you still got some PTSD from that one every time you lay down at night. You know? Yeah, thanks, Luke. Um, listen, <laughs> it's not it's not 12 hours of rain or getting sat on by an elephant, but I tell you what, that springy bed, we've all had our trials and tribulations, mate, all right? <laughs> hey, Luke, also, just so you know, I've got two little boys. I've got a two-year-old and three-year-old, and I did buy them creeping shirts from online. Post, oh, post survivor, yeah, and we're oh, sending them to Kindy awesome. in their griefing shirts. So, oh, and also, oh, if anyone yeah. does want to donate to your charities, because I do understand that you do a lot for cystic fibrosis for autism. I've got um, my mm. cousin's son has cystic fibrosis, so it's you know a cause very ah. close to my heart too. Yeah, How can yeah, they help yeah, contribute yeah. to your charities? Uh, well, we we've actually just done one um, uh, just yesterday uh, or day before. Me, um, the Golden God, and Zach, uh, big. Dog Zach from Survivor, we all got together and did an eight-hour fitness challenge, and we just actually raised eight k for Zonta House, oh, awesome. which is a women's refuge. So yeah, we only just did that. Like um, we met, we raised like four, just over four k, and um, through Dave, and he he's decided to match it and throw in four k of his own. So I've kind of. Um, yeah, I felt like uh, that's another little like thing that was you know close to me. So I kind of wanted to do that, and and obviously I do the autism charities um, through Ocean Heroes, which just takes out autistic kids surfing, and the other one is yeah the cystic fibrosis charities. But um, you know any any three of them are pretty close to me. Um, I don't have any direct links at the moment. Like that was my last, and that like oh man, I, I was so sore yesterday because obviously eight hours of fitness and challenges. It was like we were doing Survivor again. But, yeah, that's that. they're the three that I'm kind of 
you know, I, I'll get behind at the moment. I can hear the kids waking so, up, so we won't keep you too much longer because I feel for your wife. I am that woman in the morning getting the kids ready. I'm also that woman in the morning doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, you are. He's good like that. So your casting tips, your final casting tips for all those people whose dream is to have a crack yeah. at Survivor, how can they hide yeah. in their chances of getting on the show? Well, one is just having a crack. You know, um, that three-hour uh, questionnaire, fill it out. That three-minute video you don't have to go and eat a bug down in, in Africa. you know you don't have to get chased by an elephant to get on it you know what i mean you don't have to just just tell them who you are you know i, I really all i did was set my uh, phone up exactly you know right in front of me and and just let them know who i am and and say that i had the kids and the you know the certain growing up or or what i'm into you know and i just a lot of people i know that um, they start applying and they stop because it's nearly like when someone writes a book and they stop because they're like, oh, no one's going to read this. But in the end, if you do it for yourself and you're not doing it for the producers, you're not doing it. If you don't get in, well, whoop de doo Like, you've still done it for yourself. Everything's for yourself because there's, there's like 5 billion million people on this, this planet. And um, in the end, there's like 99.90% of them don't even care. <laughs> like, if you fill it out or don't fill it out. You know, but if you if you fill it out, it's something for yourself. You're like, well, I sent it. Like, I did it. It's gone now, and and it's in their hands. You know, and if they don't pick me, well, whoop de do. If they do, well, I'm gonna go out there and have a crack. Some people still do that whole process. They get eliminated first, and I, they're the ones I kind of feel. I always feel like, ah, oh, like they never got started in the game. Yeah. You know, you've got 12 hours, and you're getting sent home, and you're like, man, I didn't even get my like my feet wet. You know, and that's where. But still, I always still say. And if you look through my post, where like the first people that got voted out, they and they're um they're survivors as well. You know, they got through the audition process, they did it all, they got picked, they got voted out. So relevant if you come first, second, or um or last, it doesn't matter. You're a survivor. Nah, 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 nah. You know what I mean? Like that's what you are. You got to live out the dream. Okay. I think I know the answer to this, but would you do it again? Uh, uh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I feel like um, I'd love to see some new blood. You know, some newbies get some. Um, you know, build up some more characters, and I think you could see me around season fifteen. You know, season twenty, somewhere around that. A couple more seasons, you know, way. But come in and uh, I'll buy a big grey beard by the time I. Come Come in, you know, big big grey mullet. I'll come in looking totally different. It takes seconds for people to drown or drag out there, so I just grabbed their arm, reefed her onto the rocks. She needed a hero. I just love him. I want to be his friend. Yeah, me too. Do you know what word I think we should permanently bring back? Tell me. Whoop-de-doo. Whoop-de-doo is a Isn't very that- old word. It's just so good. Yeah. It says it all. It does. whoop de do. Hey, not that my mind went elsewhere, but I thought of one more wee story. You need to go. I okay. don't know if you've heard enough already, but during the mole, this will make you laugh, at the eliminations at the very end, we go into the Seven studio and we do the exam in there and then be eliminated live on air in studio. And just before we were about to go into studio, of course, I had to go and do my wee because it's a nervous time. And in the toilets was Sonia Kruger. And back then, she was a presenter on Today Tonight. And she was watching the mole and she was a fan of the mole. So I'm in the bathrooms washing my hands. In walks Sonia Kruger and I recognised her straight away. This, you know, I've studied journalism. I look up to her. She's been on Strictly Ballroom, for Christ's sakes. Who hasn't watched that? A yeah. girl in the 80s growing up. She <laughs> goes to do her wee, but she keeps talking to me while she does her wee. 
Right. And I remember just being like, mind blown. I was like, Sonia Kruger is peeing and I can hear her pee and she's still asking me questions about them all. Anyway, that's my connection to Sonia Kruger and she was super lovely. That's a little inside goss. I like Sonia Kruger. I've had, uh, I, I'd never heard it, I'd never heard her pee. Um, and she never spoke to me in the bathroom. But I met her on Big Brother because she was the presenter on Big Brother and she was lovely. So down to earth. Great legs. Yeah, she just looks incredible. Anyway, I promise if you come back and listen to another episode of Reality Is, I will not say a single wee story. I've got some poo stories, so if you want to come back again. Great hook. Great hook. (laughs) If you've enjoyed today's show, please do us a favour. Maybe I shouldn't say it for this one, but rate us. There's a star system at the bottom of where you're listening to the podcast. If you can give us five stars, we will give you a high five because that means we have more chance of being discovered on your streaming networks. That's right. We're very excited that you guys are listening. So please check us out. Realityispodcast.com. Check us out. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.